Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Tonight, evacuation flights for Americans stuck in Israel are set to begin as Israeli troops stage near the border, preparing for a ground invasion into Gaza. And the U.N. warns of a growing humanitarian crisis. Here are tonight's headlines. Israel hammers Gaza, promising to destroy Hamas. Hamas is ISIS, and just as ISIS was crushed, so too will Hamas be crushed. This is the moment of impact recorded on this clock just outside the director's office. We travel south near the Gaza border to visit a hospital, the children's center there hit by a rocket. We speak with doctors and family members witnessing the horrors of war. And they kill him. One, two, three balls right in the head. CBS's Holly Williams visits the site of the music festival massacre where Hamas killed over 250 people. This is already an incredibly eerie place because on Saturday it was filled with thousands of young people who were here for a party, and as a result of that, they were slaughtered. Inside Gaza tonight with civilians cut off from the world, the concerns of a humanitarian crisis grow. I think the whole medical sector and the health department maybe will collapse maybe in two or three days. The U.S. government is working to get Americans out of Israel, but warns you will not be able to choose your destination. America's top diplomat meets with Israel's prime minister, survivors and families of Americans held hostage. What he told us about whether there was an Israeli intelligence failure. Tonight, our CBS reporting on the $6 billion Iranian fund. She danced. (laughs) No, I'm being danced. (laughs) And a grieving father's dream. To build the future for our children, we need to find a way to stop killing each other.
Good evening, and thank you for joining us from here in Tel Aviv on day six of the war. The main headline here is Israel's bid to crush Hamas with the near-constant barrage of airstrikes on Gaza ahead of its expected ground invasion in the coming days. The catastrophic damage in Gaza is leading to a humanitarian crisis. The United Nations now warning that food and water are quickly running out for the more than two million Palestinians who are trapped there. More than 1,200 people have been killed in Israel and over 1,500 in Gaza. The number of Americans killed is now at 27, and there are 14 Americans still missing. And the horrors of war keep getting worse. We have a warning for our viewers of a disturbing image released by Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. A baby, he says, was killed by Hamas terrorists. Netanyahu met with Secretary of State Antony Blinken in Tel Aviv today while the State Department arranges charter flights to help Americans leave Israel starting tomorrow. We sat down with Blinken to hear America's plan to deal with the ongoing crisis. We also traveled to a hospital near the Gaza border where we witnessed the human cost of a nation at war. But we do want to begin with Israel's pledge tonight to destroy Hamas. Six straight days of air assaults. The Israeli military dropping 6,000 bombs since they began their counterstrike on Gaza. While troops on the ground ready for an invasion any day, today the U.S. showing its support with Secretary of State Antony Blinken in Tel Aviv. The United States stands with Israel and with its people. Today, tomorrow, every day. The secretary telling us the State Department is now arranging flights to evacuate Americans out of Israel. There are a lot of people who are here, you know, for the holidays, visiting family, visiting friends. At any given time, there may be as many as 100,000 Americans in Israel who are visiting and eventually want to go home. The death toll rising. The grim task of recovering bodies continues. And CBS News has learned that on Saturday, Hamas militants breached the border wall in 29 different spots. I just wonder, because as one of the president's closest advisors, the secretary of state, it has been suggested that Hamas is communicating now in different ways that cannot be picked up by even the best intelligence. Is that something that American intelligence is aware of, talking about so that Americans stay safe? We have an extraordinarily vigilant intelligence community that is working every single minute of every single day. I think um, as Israelis go back and and look at what happened here, um, it may well be not that they didn't have something, but that they didn't interpret it in in what proved to be the, the right way. We drove south to the port city of Ashkelon and a hospital inundated with casualties. Just yesterday, a rocket tore through a children's center there. This is where the missile hit. Yes. Right up here. Hospital official Ailet Ezrael told us because they are just miles from Gaza, the children were evacuated days ago. This was really a miracle because everything was on fire over here. This is the moment of impact recorded on this clock just outside the director's office. He was here Luckily, because of the sirens, he was able to make it down into the bomb shelter and was okay. This is the emergency room. Dr. Ron Lobel has worked here for 43 years. How many injured came here on Saturday? Within the first few hours, more than 200 injured arrived into the hospital. Can you describe 
some of the injuries of those that were brought here. People came in with, uh, with uh, gunshot injuries, um, either to their head, their face, the chest. Uh, um, some came with uh, 20 bullets. Dr. Lobel saw not only the horrors of Hamas in the hospital, but also at his home. For about uh, six hours, they totally controlled the village, moving from one house to another, slaughtering the people inside. How did you survive? I don't know. I don't have a clue. It was the most uh, frightening 10, 12 hours of my life. I'm not equipped with, uh, with uh, guns. You're a doctor. Yeah, I'm a doctor. And uh, all I could do is close all the windows and the doors and pray. Among the patients here, two of Sabine Tassa's sons. How are they doing? No good. My little one, shy, lost his eye, cannot see. He will be blind with one eye. How old is he? Eight. My other child received many pieces of grenade in his body. Sabine told us in chilling detail how one militant stormed her house. She says she will never forget his face. He came to me and came to me to kill me. He didn't kill me. Why? I don't know. But they did kill her husband, Gil. My husband was a fireman. He was a tough man. They put the grenade and then they killed him next to the children. Your children saw that? Yeah. Their father died? Yeah. It only got worse as she learned her oldest son, 17-year-old Orr, was murdered too. He was surfing when Hamas stormed Zikam Beach by sea. I'm wondering what you think about the amount of time it took for the Israeli forces to respond. I can't even understand because when a bird hits the fence... There is an alarm. We know about it. When a donkey uh, touches the fence, uh, the alarm is set. When somebody gets close to the fence, there are automatic weapons that start shooting. Nothing of that happened. And that is why so many people are still confused about how their country was caught by surprise. Now across the border to Gaza, where innocent civilians who have nothing to do with terrorism are trapped with no way out. CBS's Impiaz Tayeb reports tonight on some of the youngest casualties of war there. And a warning, some of the images are disturbing. Across Gaza and its children who are paying the ultimate price. The lifeless body of a baby girl is placed next to her dead father in the middle of the street. At the main Shifa hospital, tiny bodies covered in blood are treated by exhausted doctors. There are so many casualties, intensive care units are overflowing, and there's just three days of fuel left. Other hospitals are already out, says Dr. Mohammed Matar. I think the whole medical sector and the health department maybe will collapse maybe in two or three days. Over half the population of Gaza is under the age of 18, just children who had no say in Hamas's brutal assault on southern Israel. At least 300,000 people are displaced, many sheltering in schools. 15-year-old Mohammed Halas is now homeless. We're sleeping in a hospital with non-stop bombing above us, he says. I hope that the world looks at us with some mercy. 
This is Gaza tonight. Almost complete darkness. Despite some international criticism, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has also ordered a complete blockade of Gaza, meaning Israel won't allow in food, fuel or water until Israeli abductees are returned home. But Hamas says it refuses to negotiate their release until Israel lifts its siege. Only amplifying the misery of the more than 2 million people who live here, including around 600 Americans. Israel has repeatedly targeted Gaza's Rafah border crossing with Egypt as the Egyptian government negotiates with the U.S. and Israel to let in fuel and humanitarian aid. But Egypt is refusing to allow an exodus of Palestinians into its countries over fears Israel will try to prevent them from ever returning to the Gaza Strip, which means for those trapped there, there's nowhere to run. Nora. MTS Tayeb, thank you. One of the first and deadliest attacks in the war took place at a music festival where mostly young people were dancing and spending time with friends. Hamas militants killed 260 people and took others hostage during the first wave of terror. CBS's Holly Williams traveled to the site where a weekend of music turned into a nightmare for the entire nation. In the scrubland of southern Israel is strewn the aftermath of a party that became a bloody massacre. People's mattresses, their tents, their blankets are still here. Thousands of people were gathered here around three miles from the border with the Gaza Strip, sitting ducks for Hamas. This place is indescribably eerie. Young people came here for a party, for a celebration, and then they were slaughtered. And here you can still see their toiletries, a toothbrush, their clothing. Early on Saturday, after a night of dancing, Hamas gunmen arrived with murder on their mind. As partygoers ran for their lives, they were cut down. Israel says at least 260 people were killed. Others were taken captive to hold as hostages. It's too much to talk about. We found these men as they returned to collect their belongings. It was hell, they told us. One of the militants' motorbikes is still here, along with the stench of death. Just behind me is the dead body of one of the militants, and it's been left here intentionally by the Israeli military. Soldiers are here to guard the area from another attack and to clean up the carnage. Suddenly, a shot rang out. And then another. We've been told to get down. We don't, we don't know what's happening at this point. There were several minutes of confusion. Israel is a country on edge, and it's little wonder why. Ahead of us, the soldiers had a man surrounded and on the ground. There was a person who was arrested. He had a knife. Everything is under control. There are fears that militants could still be hiding inside Israel. But the man apprehended today is being questioned. There is high alert here for a reason. 260 people were butchered here less than a week ago. And that's why the forces are here, to make sure that it's safe to come back here. But after a nightmare on this scale, Israel's sense of security has been shattered. 
The Israeli military told us there was active fighting today at another location close to the border with the Gaza Strip. And Nora, earlier this week, the police told us that they shot and killed two militants inside a municipal swimming pool. Wow. Holly Williams, thank you. The funerals for some of the victims killed at that music festival have already begun. CBS's Charlie Daggett spoke with a family who lost their daughter. Today, A.L. Waldman said goodbye to his young daughter. Today we buried my daughter, my youngest daughter, Danielle. Was an amazing girl, only 24, and never done anything bad to anyone. California native Danielle and her boyfriend, Noam Shai, were shot dead while trying to flee that music festival on Saturday morning. They were attacked by five terrorists from two sides. Their shot-up car shows the ferocity of the attack. 60 Minutes profiled Waldman back in 2019. Then the high-tech executive was building his business by building bridges, employing Palestinians in the West Bank for his leading computer chip company. I want to strive for peace. I want to engage with the Palestinians. But if I think you're threatening any of what's important to me, I will kill you. Now, having lost what's more important to him than anything, the former commando says those behind the attack should pay the price. You know, for the short term, we need to resolve this thing, maybe not in a peaceful way. And we need to show force and we need to be strong. He said as hard as today was, he expects the days ahead to be harder, realizing Danielle is no longer around. She was one of the happiest person in the world. She used every second to live a great life, and I'm happy for that. He invited us to his home tonight, even though his family has begun a period of mourning. He said he wanted their story to be told. He said he still believes in peace, but not before justice. Nora. Charlie Daggett, thank you. Well, there's new information tonight about American citizens stuck here in Israel. The State Department revealing that more than 20,000 people have reached out since the terror attacks on Saturday. CBS's Ed O'Keefe explains how the federal government is now trying to bring them home. The Biden administration's decision to organize charter flights to get people home comes as the major U.S. airlines suspended operations there for the next several weeks. We know there's a demand signal out there and we're going to try the best we can to meet it. Megan Simmons is desperate to see her sister and family who live near the Gaza border and have been struggling to find a way out. All you want to do is hug your family member and know that they're okay. And um, knowing that the U.S. government hasn't done that yet is really, it's very frustrating. The charters beginning Friday will travel to Athens or Frankfurt, while ships will leave Haifa in northern Israel, ferrying people to Cyprus. A State Department notice says any passenger must be ready to leave within 8 to 12 hours. Bring only a suitcase, a small carry-on, and no pets. And they'll have to pay back the government. France, Mexico, and Brazil have already begun evacuation flights, which makes this even more frustrating for Megan Simmons. It feels like every minute that she's there, she is one less minute where she's safe. CBS News has also learned tonight the U.S. and Qatar have agreed to block Iran from accessing $6 billion in Iranian oil revenue, freed up as part of the recent prisoner swap. The White House has been facing bipartisan pressure to lock down the money, given Iran's support for Hamas. Nora. Ed O'Keefe, thank you. A stunning new charge against a powerful Democratic senator. 
The details next. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Today, federal prosecutors filed a new charge against New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez, conspiracy to act as a foreign agent. Menendez and his wife had previously been charged with accepting bribes of cash, gold bars, and a luxury car in return for his using his influence to benefit three businessmen and the government of Egypt. Menendez, a Democrat, has pleaded not guilty, and he refuses to resign. There's severe weather in several parts of the U.S., damaging tornadoes in the south, and what's ahead when we come back. We're seeing the damage from powerful storms tearing through central Florida. At least two tornadoes were confirmed. A metal gutter went right through a car's windshield in Clearwater, but no serious injuries were reported. And tonight, a major storm system is bringing snow to the Rockies and heavy rain to the upper Midwest and Great Lakes region. That system will head next to the northeast, where it could be another weekend washout. A spontaneous moment of unity takes place in Israel in the aftermath of tragedy. That's next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year, with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Finally tonight, we want to share a moment that touched us. Take a look at this.
Hundreds of Israelis near Tel Aviv stood on their balconies last night to sing Israel's national anthem, Hatikva, a moment of pride for a nation in mourning. And the word Hatikva, that means the hope. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Tel Aviv. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts.